And now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, on your behalf, I am very pleased to introduce today's guest speaker. Hang on to your hats, or should it be your shirts? Tony Fisher is about to make the Canadian retail experience a whole lot more interesting. For the first time in its history, the retail giant created by George Draper Drayton in 1902 has expanded outside the United States. And its target? Canada. Two years ago, Tony Fisher was tapped to lead Target Canada to build a team and to build the brand here in our country. And as the president of Target Canada, Mr. Fisher has laid the groundwork to open 124 stores across all 10 provinces by the end of this year. Over 20 stores, 24 in fact, will open in Ontario this month alone, and the grand opening is still a month away. Since he was named president, Mr. Fisher has overseen a very fast-growing team. He has been instrumental in developing the Target culture here on Canadian soil. This retail executive began his career with Target in 1999 as a business analyst in apparel and accessories, a decision I understand that was uh, a, a toss-up between that and playing Major League Baseball. So we're glad you're here. <laughs> um, his roles have grown along with the brand. He's held positions in grocery and hard lines and with the private labels. And over all of these experiences, he's been steadfastly committed to creating a one-of-a-kind shopping experience. Before assuming his current position, he served as the Vice President of Merchandise Operations. Mr. Fisher is a native of uh, Minnesota, a graduate of the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, where he received a bachelor degree in marketing management and a minor in computer science. Today, we are very pleased to welcome him to the Canadian Club of Toronto podium, where he will give us a glimpse into his aggressive expansion plans. Welcome. Well, thank you, Allison, for that introduction. And just to clarify, I flunked out of Class A ball. I was nowhere near the big leagues, so I just want to make sure you guys aren't looking up stats on Google right now because you're not going to be impressed. Uh, I want to thank you to the Canadian Club board today and for Lynn Chow for inviting me to speak today. And thank you to our luncheon sponsors, First Capital Realty and TD Bank. And thank you to our many target partners who are also in the room today. I'm proud to be part of Canada's business community. And I'm excited to share with you the progress we've made since announcing our plans for Target Canada back in January of 2011. To be honest, this is kind of a, a coming out party for Target, if you will. For two years, we've had to keep so many things so close to the vest. And uh, as, as great as it was to have two years to plan this expansion, it was equally as great for all of our competitors to have two years to plan for our arrival. So it was very important that we were uh, you know, very, very strategic and thoughtful about what we communicated, when we communicated. So I'm truly am excited to share uh, our plans with you today, what we've already executed and what we plan to execute uh, for the rest of the year. I have to admit, this has been not only the most rewarding time in my career, but also the most stressful uh, in my 14-year career here at Target. We set out on this jersey a couple, journey a couple years ago with the goal of achieving a retail expansion of unprecedented scope and speed. And in two days, we will have completed our first cycle of openings when we welcome guests into the last four stores we'll launch this month. It's been an incredibly busy month for Target, but there's still so much left to do. Our next opening cycle is right around the corner in May, and by the end of the year, we'll have 124 stores open from Atlantic Canada to British Columbia and more than 25,000 Canadian team members. To put that into perspective, it took us nearly 50 years to achieve a coast-to-coast -coast presence in the United States, and we'll have done that here in less than three from when we announced our plans for this expansion. 
Central to our success is the unrivaled team we've assembled and the strong entrepreneurial culture, culture we've rallied around. But equally important to our work has been Canada itself. When we chose Canada for our first international retail expansion, we did so knowing this is a great place to do business. Canada has a vibrant economy and well-trained workforce, and Target's brand recognition was strong even before we started this process. But after being here for two years, hiring new team members, partnering with our communities, and beginning the store opening process, I have to admit that Canada has greatly surpassed the high expectations we started with. I was the first Target team member in Mississauga in the summer of 2011. Literally, I turned on the lights every morning uh, when I walked in. I turned out the lights when I left in the afternoon. And to a guy who was motivated by, by, by the passion and the energy of a team, I hated it. I mean, I was on the ground. My team hated it because I had all sorts of free time that I was firing off emails and uh, politely and kindly, of course, and very motivating. But uh, uh, it, was, it was amazing. And I remember um, <clears throat> the decision to come here was a tough one. I mean, for the first six months, we had a lot of decisions to make about our business and about our strategy and how we're going to build our team and what's our operating model going to be like and what's our opening strategy going to be like. And I remember having conversations with John Marioka, who leads merchandising for us, who's over here at the table. And, and you know, we've never done this before. And there's really no, no, uh, no roadmap for this. And we were like, when do we move? When do we get up there? And he said, I don't know when you're going to move, but I'll be your wingman. Whenever you go, I'll go. And so uh, all these tough decisions we were making, one of the hardest ones was when to move. And so uh, I, I think for me, the decision was, you know, we would hop on a plane, we would land in a market, we would buzz around the market for a couple of days, stay in a hotel, hop on a plane, and then, you know, come back to Minnesota. And for me, you know, thinking about trying to launch an international retail expansion of this size and scope and the amount of time that we're trying to do it in, it wasn't giving us the right perspective of being on the ground, being a consumer, being part of the Canadian landscape. And so, you know, had a lot of conversations and we decided that, uh, you know what, let's, let's get up there as soon as possible. And summer was a great time because we could get up here before the, the, the kids started school. And I got here on August 1st, which I thought was baseball season. Coming from the States, I thought that was uh, baseball season. Come to find out that's hockey season in Canada. <laughs> Uh, literally, I moved here August 1st, and uh, the hockey trial started August 15th. And so, uh, uh, thankfully, uh, both my boys are fortunate to be, uh, make the Oakville Rangers hockey team out in Oakville. So uh, we've been there ever since. And uh, even my daughter loves hockey. She's an Oakville Hornet. And so um, I have to share this story real quick. When we were moving here, uh, you know, it was January of 2011 when this was announced. And you know, we had to you know, think about how we were going to tell our kids that we're moving away from family and friends. And, um, uh, I'm going to tell two stories. One, I promise I wouldn't tell, but I'm going to tell it anyway, and I'm probably going to offend some Maple Leafs fans, but um, my boys are diehard hockey fans, and so we had it all set up. We're going to go out to dinner and tell them we were moving to Canada, and uh, you know, we, we told them, you know, guess what, we're moving to Canada. And they were fired up. They were all excited, mainly because the Canadians beat the Americans in the, Olympic team, in the Olympic Games, and so they were fired up that Canada was a great hockey country, but then they said, wait a minute, we're moving to Toronto, and they said, can we move to Vancouver? Because they're number one in the league right now, and we'd really like to be in Vancouver. <laughs> Their hearts were in the right spot, but I said, you know what, guys, it's going to be the right thing for us to do to be, in, uh, to be in Toronto. But my daughter, she was three years old at the time, and we had wild season tickets since they, since they started in, in St. Paul in, in 2000. And uh, so we've been to a lot of hockey games, and as you know, if you go to a hockey game where there's an American team and a Canadian team, they play both national anthems. And so I'm sitting there, it was just my three kids, and, and so I had my two sons, and my daughter was right next to me, and they were playing Canada. And because we had season tickets and we've seen many uh, hockey games, uh, we were all singing it because I, I do think it's a fantastic national anthem. And halfway through the anthem, again, she's three, she looks up at me and she says, Daddy, she says, this is my favorite song. <laughs> my God. <laughs> wow. I mean, I, honest to God, she said that. And uh, the next night, we told him we were moving to Canada. So, I mean, it just, it could not have worked out better. So, uh, I better move on before I start crying in front of 800 people on live TV here. So, uh, 
but, but really the point is coming to Canada early allowed us to get settled into our new home, get our kids enrolled in school at the start of a, new, a year, and it really allowed us to be Canadian consumers. Um, you know, I remember the first shopping trips that we had uh, as far as kind of immersing ourselves in this market, uh, market research exercise. Uh, a lot of retailers are up here that we're very familiar with in the U.S. You know, we have a lot of our, our competitors that are here as well. But there's a lot of retailers that we're not familiar with doing business against as well. So it was great to be able to go into different retailers and experience different things and, and really see firsthand what it was like to be a consumer. And, you know, having worked for Target as long as I have and having three kids, I mean, we are definitely the core consumer. And so we go to Target for just about everything. When I'm in the competition in the States, it's usually because I'm looking to see what they're doing. I'm not doing a whole lot of transactional purchases and giving my money away to our competitors and making them successful. But I've done that here for many of you in the room. So uh, you're, you're welcome. But that's, that's, that's going to slow down, I think, a little bit now. Um, but I arrived in Canada with solid assumptions based on our research. But being here gave me the chance to see firsthand what our competitors have to offer and where we fit in the marketplace. Our biggest competitors, Canadian and US-based, are strong companies with a long history of doing business here. But our expect more, pay less brand promise is relevant to guests and unique among Canadian retailers. Target was founded in 1962, the same year as our two biggest American competitors. Modern discount retail was developed to meet changes in how Americans lived and how they wanted to shop. Location. People were moving from the cities to the suburbs. Convenience. There was an increased demand for one-stop shopping, having everything under one roof. And value. Desire for the absolute best price possible. And for most of our first 30 years in business, we competed solely on price alone. But by the early 1990s, it was clear this wasn't a competition that could have multiple winners. So we took a step back, reevaluated the marketplace, and identified an opportunity to fill significant white space. That's the origin of expect more, pay less. Our promise to guests that we're going to provide great value and more. Excellent guest service. Clean, bright, well-designed stores. Industry-leading designer partnerships. And an unrivaled merchandise assortment. Expect more, pay less was and remains a key differentiator and has been the driving force in making us the company we are today. To meet the ambitious timeline we set for this expansion, we've adopted values befitting a startup company. We're leveraging the foundational strengths of our US-based operation, especially the emphasis that our team is our biggest competitive advantage, and our focus on collaboration, talent development, and a passion for driving for results. But we're getting lighter and more nimble when necessary. Speed has been at the essence since we started this process because it was important to get stores open as quickly as possible so we could start providing a return on Target's investment. But we knew speed couldn't come at the expense of making the right decisions. We had to be very thoughtful throughout the entire process. So we have focused relentlessly on agility, transparency, and innovation to open stores quickly and so we can sustain our momentum and drive continuous improvement with each opening cycle. A good example of this is the decision we made very early on regarding technology, an area we've had more than 50 years to refine in the United States, but had to establish from scratch in Canada. There was a lot of risk in extending our US technology systems. Uh, we have almost 1,800 stores. We've refined them over the last 50 years. But as good as those systems were, they didn't have the capabilities we needed for language, for compliance, for, for, for things like dual packaging, um, things like the different pricing disparities. And so we needed, we needed to think about this differently. And what that meant was an out-of-the-box solution rather than customizing our proprietary U U.S. target systems. In addition to that, by customizing our U.S. systems, if we chose to do that, 
that may add a lot more risk to our domestic operations that we weren't willing to take. Also, it would have taken us a lot longer to launch here in Canada if we tried to extend those. So a lot of thoughts went into that and a lot of different partnerships to, to, to make that decision. You know, one of the things this required us to do is to have a very narrow and focused scope. And that left room to adapt quickly to the needs we see once we open stores. We knew from the beginning we wouldn't be perfect immediately, but our minimum expectation was to be very good and to continuously improve to get to great. And this good to great model is the right one for our business, but I'll admit it's proven difficult at times for team members like yours truly so passionate about getting things 100% right right away. My team shares that too, so don't be making fun of me that I'm the only one up here. So, uh, uh, but th but that's, that's part of Target's culture. We want things to be right. We want to have the best Target brand experience. And I think this idea of continuous improvement is absolutely critical for us as we think about how we open our stores, as we think about our beta strategy, our pilot strategy, our soft opening strategy. This is so critical for us to continue to get better and better. We have four more cycles to open this year. And if this, if, if, if this is our baseline and we can continue to improve in here, we're going to have a fantastic 2013. We chose Canada for this expansion in part because Canadians know us well. We have 3 million cross-border shoppers. We started with 70% brand recognition within our core demographic, middle and upper middle class households, and that figure has increased to more than 90% over the last two years. And we have 30,000 Canadians that held a U.S. red card, and so far this year, we're approaching that already just as we open stores. That presented us with a great opportunity, but it also means we have high expectations to meet. We can't just export the brand. Based on what we've learned from extensive listening and learning tours, which we started even before opening our headquarters in summer of 2011, it's clear Canadians want the full target experience that so many already know from shopping our U.S. stores. And I hear this a lot from, from, from the outside as well, from friends, from people in the communities. Their number one concern, we talk to them about coming to Canada when they find out that I work for Target, whether it's at the Border Patrol and I'm coming into the country and they say, well, who do you work for? I work for Target. Wait a minute here. I have all sorts of questions. Are you bringing this? Are you bringing this? Are you bringing this? <laughs> Back to this tight to the vest, I couldn't say anything, but the answer now is yes to a lot of those. Yes, we have Sean White. Yes, we have C9. Yes, we have Archer Farms. But uh, you know, one of the things they were very clear about is they didn't want a Target light experience. And, uh, but it didn't stop at just those people who were familiar with Target. We had to find out from people who weren't familiar with Target as well. Uh, but they also had clear expectations of their own, even if they weren't familiar with our brand. They want great customer service. They want something different, something they can't get elsewhere. And they want the choice within one store that provides both what they want and what they need. So we're investing about 10 to $12 million per location to turn the Zellers buildings we acquired into fully branded Target stores. We committed to bringing powerful Target brands like Archer Farms, Market Pantry, C9, Morona, Massimo, Threshold, and Up and Up. Exclusive designer partnerships like Nate Burkus, Sonia Kashuk, Giada De Laurentiis, and Sean White. Limited time only partnerships like with Kate Young and Roots, a Canadian company that has been doing business here for 40 years, and a strong assortment of well-known national brands. And very soon after arriving in Canada, we began building our, on our legacy of giving to charitable causes and encouraging our team members to volunteer their time to make a difference in our communities. We had a day of service with the United Way of Peel Region. We donated proceeds from our Jason Wu pop-up store in Toronto last year to the local chapter of the United Way. Through our Give with Target campaign, we donated $1 million based on voting through our Facebook page to Food Banks Canada 
YMCA Canada, First Book Canada, Pathways to Education, Art Smarts, and Art Starts. We set substantial volunteerism goals as part of Target's commitment to eclipse 700,000 hours of annual volunteer service enterprise-wide by 2015. And we laid the groundwork to give 5% of our profit to the causes that are most important to our guests. We did all of this before we even opened one store. While we're working hard to deliver the full Target experience, we are equally committed to being relevant to Canada. That's why we started right away with our listening and learning tours. That's why we built a robust social media presence, including the number one retail Facebook page in Canada, with nearly 900,000 fans and counting. That's why we were so eager to engage with prospective guests through events like our Jason Wu pop-up store in Toronto, Bullseye Beach, our presence at the Toronto Film Festival, and our 2012 holiday tour, which was truly a lot of fun, and included a theatrical reading of children's holiday stories in Halifax, Nova Scotia, an enchanted holiday park in Quebec City, Dennis Hall and Andrew Ladd at a light show in Red River Exhibition Park in Winnipeg, and two-time Grammy nominee Carly Rae Jepsen returning home for a concert in Mission, British Columbia. And finally, being relevant to Canada means having a team that will be 99% Canadian once our build-out is complete. All of this is foundational to what we're doing this year as we further enhance our presence in our communities. But let's start with our opening approach. And this is where I'll get into a little bit of detail, talk about kind of the coming out party as far as our beta, our pilot strategy, our soft opening strategy, our grand opening strategy. There's been a lot of questions on why we did it this way, and I'll, I'll, I'll take a little bit of time to walk you through that. First and foremost, uh, like I mentioned, we had a brand new technology infrastructure. We had a brand new supply chain. We built three distribution centers in 18 months before we opened here from scratch, you know, each about a million and a half square feet. We have a brand new team, like I mentioned, over 99% Canadian, or said differently, more than 99% of our team is brand new to our brand. You know, brand new processes, you know, brand new strategies, and so we had to bring all this together and think about how did we turn the lights on for the first time. You know, we had a store in Guelph, Ontario, which was our beta store, and this is the store, and God bless the store, because I tell you what, we, we ran them through just about everything we could. They, they got our inventory for the first time, they got our planograms or our assortments for the first time. Um, they, helped, they helped teach us a lot about how to make sure that we can continue to make the rest of the cycles better. And so we had that store op uh, open to just our team members throughout the month of February. Then come March 5th, what we did is we opened two additional stores as well as Guelph. We had three stores open to the public. The intent here was to really start to build our volume again. We needed, to, we needed to pressure test our technology, pressure test our supply chain, pressure test our training, and, and all these things for the first time. And uh, you know, we announced it the day before we opened, thinking it was going to be a soft, quiet opening. Um, it was anything but that, which was a good problem to have, but it means that we were really chasing a lot, a lot of business and, and chasing inventory and thinking about how, how do we best replenish most efficiently. And you know, we have tens of thousands of items in our stores that never had sales history. And to bring that on for the first time, did we get it right? How close to the pin are we? Um, how do we need to react very quickly so we can continue to maintain our brand standards? So we started to you know, improve, increase our volume based on additional openings. And then last week, we had 17 additional stores open. So, so far, we have 20 stores open. Um, and I won't ask for a show of hands who's been in our stores, but I'm hoping there's 800 hands that go up here. But I'm some tells me that's probably not totally accurate. But I highly encourage you to get into our stores. Uh, and then this week, we have our, our last four stores in cycle one opening. And um, we held four stores to the last cycle and we were, we were thoughtful on the geographic location of these stores. So you think about Danforth, is on the far east side of the, of the greater Toronto area. We have Brampton Trinity, which is on the far north side. We have Square One, which is, which is about um, close to central as we're going to get. And then we have um, Burlington, 
which is on the far west side of the GTA. And what we're doing is we're utilizing the teams in these stores as almost little SWAT teams to go out and help the stores that are currently open, whether it's in the back room, whether it's on the sales floor, whether it's you know, how to continue to keep the, the, the assortment zoned or, or you know, make sure to serve our guests and make sure that we're there on the front lines to, in case they need anything. And so um, come Thursday, uh, we're, we're going to be fully open with all 24 stores, and it's going to be very exciting. And then that leads us into our grand opening, which uh, we haven't publicly announced, and so I'll tell you today it's going to be April 5th. Um, that's going to be our, our grand opening, and just to clarify what that means, in the U.S., we have a soft opening on a Wednesday, and we grand open on a Sunday. Like I mentioned, we've had stores open since early March, and our grand opening is going to be in April. And the big signifier of what a grand opening means is really the time that we launch our first flyer. And that's when we're going to have thousands of items on ad in the store for the first time. And so that's a big event for us so that we can continue to communicate that value message to our guests. But that's, that's going to happen on April 5th. And uh, you should see a little teaser in your, in your paper this Friday, actually, as far as letting you know that that's coming. When you walk into one of our stores, it's clear you're in Target like you see here with our Square One Mall store in Mississauga. But getting to that point was a challenge because there were very few locations in the portfolio of Zeller's buildings we acquired like our traditional US prototype. Square One Mall, for instance, is a two-level octagon with four entrances. So we had to think dynamically and take new approaches to provide the very best of Target with some updates for Target Canada, incorporating guest services into check lanes and restock into the fitting room area since we have less front-end space in these stores. Modified signage and in-store navigation, especially for multi-level stores. White gondolas to make the product stand out versus our almond gondolas that we have in the US. Mobile shelving to maximize space in smaller back rooms. And an improved stocking process, getting merchandise directly from our trucks to the sales floor. And we've allowed flexibility in our design so we can be adaptable and make any necessary adjustments once we learn more about how our guests shop our stores. And so I mentioned earlier one of the biggest concerns our guests had was that this was going to be Target Lite. The way I look at it, it's actually Target Plus. We've taken all the best of what we had from the U.S. and we've added to it. You think about the bright, clean store, the wide aisles, the trend-right merchandise, the, the new in-store signing, the great designer partnerships, great Canadian brands in there. I mean, all these things are an enhancement to what we already offer in the U.S. And we can offer these to Canadians for the first time uh, for guests anywhere. Uh, you know, we have new beauty fixtures that are chain-wide. Uh, in Canada that are only being tested in a few stores in the U.S. Um, we, have <clears throat> we have designer partnerships that, that are coming up in the U.S. that we actually have in Canada for the first time. And so all these things are enhancing what, what we already offered in the U.S. and it's going to give Target Canadians this idea of Target Plus rather than Target Lite. And the lessons from what we've done here will help us with flexible store design in the United States and environmental sustainability as we're aiming for LEED certification on all of our Canadian stores which would make us the first North American retailer to hit 100% LEED certification. Last month, we announced our first Quebec collaboration with Melissa Nepton being named the winner of the Target Emerging Designer Award at Montreal Fashion Week. Melissa will create a line to be sold exclusively at our Quebec stores beginning later this year, and her work will also be featured in Elle Quebec. And we're partnering with the Toronto Fashion Incubator on the new labels competition. The winner, who will be announced next month, will have the opportunity to create an exclusive collection to be sold at Target stores across Canada in 2014. And we launched our first Canadian television ad campaign last month during the Oscars. This was a really big moment for us, capping off a two-year process of introducing ourselves to Canadians in a very low-key manner, what one publication actually referred to as polite. <laughs>
I don't think I should be getting emotional here watching that, that commercial for as many times as I see it, but I still do. Um, our approach with this was very deliberate. We wanted to fit in, to be part of Canada, and that meant coming in, asking lots of questions, and learning. We're proud of what we have to offer as a retailer. Target's a great place to shop, but we've always understood this is a two-way conversation, that we have a good story to tell, and Canadians have a lot to share with us. And that's something I hope you'll continue to notice over the course of this year. Getting to the point where we're serving guests is thrilling, representing the culmination of two years of hard work and the validation of the entrepreneurial approach we employed to meet our ambitious goals. And we've already learned so much. As a team, our experiences underscore the importance of our culture, agility and transparency, adaptability and concentric learning, and resiliency. And as a leader, about how to keep the team motivated, stay relentlessly focused on execution, and remain committed to the long-term vision. And finally, our learning as a business about our launch strategy, our response to our first ever sales, and continuous improvement. And I know there's plenty more we'll learn as we continue to open stores. That's not only the nature of an international expansion, but of the retail industry in general. And that's something our team has always embraced. We're proud of the stores we're opening right now, and we look forward to getting even better with each additional cycle. Thank you so much, and now I look forward to seeing you in one of our stores, as well as taking some of your questions. So. Thank you, very, thank you very much, Tony, and I'm very impressed with the audience for all the questions that you managed to tweet in. Um, so we'll have time, I think, for a few. Um, Tony, you've been here long enough, I think, to know that Canadians can occasionally have a bit of an inferiority complex living next to our very large neighbor to the south and um, sometimes go to great uh, uh, distances to try to explain how we're different. Um, so I'm just curious, from a, from a perspective of a, of a retailer, what you see as some of the major similarities between operating a retailer in North America and some of the differences between the two markets. You mentioned the inferiority complex. We went through a lot of learning tours as early on. I think one of the things, well, I saw the Molson Canadian commercial, was that 10 years ago or something? And the story about how they went from whatever market share they were to number one based on I am Canadian. And I wasn't Canadian. I was like standing up and cheering. And that, that, that commercial got me pumped up as well. But uh, I think it was, uh, it was an interesting to, to see that commercial to really put into perspective kind of what, what the differences a little bit in, in the culture are. And uh, I think for as a retailer, there are a lot of similarities here. I mean, you think there's a lot of similar brands. I think that there's, um, uh, I think from a retail square footage standpoint, whether it's in the malls, whether it's a standalone stores, um, the names on the outside might be different, but some of the offerings are similar. And so I think that uh, there are some familiar names and some familiar experiences up here, but there's also a lot of differences too. Um, I think the way people shop are different. You know, this idea of a one-stop shop, there just isn't the, the, the breadth of options from a one-stop shopping experience, which is one of the reasons why I think we're going to be very successful here. And, you know, that was one of the things I learned very early on when I moved here in August, you know, whether it's trying to furnish a home or whether it's trying to shop for your kids or whether it's sporting goods equipment. And, you know, I find myself going to a lot of different retailers and it helped me learn the competitive landscape, but it also helped me figure out where we could fit into this marketplace. And so, yes, there's some, there's some familiar names, um, and, but I also think that there's some considerable differences. And there is a white space that I think we can bring, you know, kind of that, uh, that affordable design to the masses, which I, I don't think exists to the way it will once we're here. And what about Canadian consumers? Has anything surprised you about our habits uh, that you may you may not have expected? Um, you know, I think that there's there's a level of loyalty, and I think there's a there's a level of of that appreciation for value 
that I expected and that I think we have a lot of experience with in the U.S. as well. And so, um, you know, we haven't opened stores yet. So I think from a surprising from a consumer standpoint, it would be a little bit premature to, to comment on that now because we just opened stores. But, uh, you know, I think my comments are more as a personal consumer and thinking about, you know, the breadth of what's out there and how do you learn that? Where do you go to get what you need? What, what's the equation between value and differentiation and design and, and your needs? And so I think, uh, again, for us, it, it created a great opportunity for us to fill in that, that white space and, and uh, hopefully our guests respond uh, like we expect them to. Um, curious, you spoke uh, quite eloquently about your children and we're happy about their... <laughs> adaptation to Canada. Um, I'm just curious if you can speak um, personally perhaps a little bit about some of the challenges that you have found personally leading the first international expansion for a very long-standing American company. Yeah, I think uh, a couple things. One, I mentioned the, the the foundational elements of our culture. I mean, I've been with Target 14 years. Um, you know, there's a few members on my leadership team that have been with Target a long time as well. And I think, you know, we brought some international assignees up to Canada that, that could really help um, you know, kind of expand that brand and introduce that brand to new team members. And so I mentioned that when we're all built up, more than 99% of our team are going to be Canadian. So it's on the 1% of, of the, those of us who have been with Target a long time to introduce them to the brand. What does it mean to, to have a great shopping experience? What does great, you know, guest service mean? And what does it mean to be, you know, meticulously detailed about execution and about, about serving that guest and, be, and, and being guest focused? And so, um, and then when you think about how we, uh, how, how we collaborate, how we focus on talent development, how we have that shared passion for driving for results. All these things are part of Target's culture. And I think for me personally, it was how do you ingrain that in a team that's all brand new? And how do you, how do you not only tell them about it, but coach them and mentor them on the importance of it? And then when they're here, how do you share stories about why that's successful, why that helps them be successful? Um, I, so I think that's more from a leader and from a business standpoint. Personally, um, a lot of learnings. I mean, I grew up in, in St. Paul, Minnesota, and uh, I'd, I'd been there most of my life, except for when I was running around playing a little bit of baseball. Uh, but my family had never left Minnesota either. So I think personally for us, coming up to a, a new country, even though it's only an hour and a half flight away, was a new experience for us. We didn't have family here. We didn't have friends here. And so, you know, I, I joked earlier about the passion for hockey, but in all honesty, that actually helped because we got here August 1st and, and trials were August 15th. My boys made the teams. They had 16 other best friends on the team. They got the uniform. They got the track suits and more stuff than I even had when I played professional baseball. These kids are, you know, seven and five making these teams, which was kind of outrageous to me. But, um, but, but as a but as a parent, I think seeing them integrate uh, it was an experience that I've never had. And so, you know, there was a couple of stories where they'd come home and you know this person wasn't nice to me or this person was calling me names and. You know, and, and we just weren't used to that. We weren't used to them being the outsiders. And so uh, that's my kids. My wife was the same thing. She stays home with our kids. And so it was a learning about how do you, how do you integrate yourself into a community for the first time? You know, we, again, another experience we haven't had. I'm plenty busy during the day at work. I get home. I just want to be with my family. You know, my wife, uh, you know, will send the kids off to school, and she's got to integrate within the neighborhood. So I think personally it was really about that, that family transition for us and, and coming here. And I will say... We were overwhelmed by the support uh, that we had. I mean, we made great friends right away, uh, and I think those friendships have lasted. I know they're going to be lifelong friends, so I think that's been fantastic. Thank you. Um, two more quick questions, and I'm sure you're anticipating this one. Uh, with the Canadian dollar almost at par to the U.S. dollar, just and given the, yeah. the brand promise you described, uh, just curious how um, you might justify the slightly higher prices we are seeing in some Everybody's Target laughing. stores you in all Canada. The same <laughs> I'm like, I don't think if I didn't ask that now, one. In my opinion, I thought the media has covered this extensively <laughs> over the last couple of weeks, so I'm not sure how much more I can add. But um, yeah, I think you know, for us we want to make sure that we provide that great balance of value and differentiation. 
you know, and, and I spent a lot of time talking about the differentiation, but this question really hits on the notion of value and what is value. And I think for us, we are absolutely committed to, to delivering the best value we can to our guests. And, you know, I mean, I think to be very direct, I think a lot of times this question is, what is your prices going to be versus your U.S. stores? And uh, we've spent a lot of time studying this, and, and we built this business model to be successful in Canada. You know, we're opening up stores in Canada, and so I think part of that analysis was, you know, what is it going to take for us to be competitive in the local marketplace, whether that's Toronto, whether that's Winnipeg, whether that's Vancouver, whether that's in Atlantic Canada or all throughout Quebec, and through extensive analysis, we built our business model to be right on par with the most competitively priced retailers in the industry. And I think there's been a lot of widely publicized um, discussion around why the retail prices are not on parity. And you'll hear things like transportation costs are higher, distribution costs are higher, uh, fuel costs are higher, wage rates vary across, across the country based on the different uh, provincials. The tax rates are different. And so there, you know, cost of goods is different. The duties, I think there's, there was a, I think a report that came out last week as far as some of the changes in duty rates, which I think will help consumers. And so there, Definitely on hockey equipment. Definitely on hockey equipment, which hasn't been produced in Canada for a long time. So that's a good one to go away. But I think the, the, the point is, I think the, the scale that we have here in Canada is quite different than an incredibly densely populated U.S. marketplace. And so the advantage we have is that people are familiar with our brand because they can drive across the border and shop Target. I think sometimes that creates a concern when the prices aren't on parity. Uh, but I think for me, I can come into this country being confident that Target's going to offer incredible value within the local marketplace. And I was somebody asked me in Windsor, well, what happens if people still shop Target in the U.S.? And my answer was, I still work for Target. You know, and so I, I think for us, we're not trying to compete with, with ourselves. We want to come in here and be competitive with the retail landscape here. And I think the end result of this is, and I think this is where it's going to benefit everybody in this room and every consumer that shops any one of our stores or our competitor stores, is it will make everybody else better. And it will make everybody improve, whether it's their value, their differentiation, their innovation. And we're committed to doing that as well. And so I think that's where, you know, uh, you know from a value perspective, we are committed to delivering that value. And I think that we're going to do so across the entire store with competitive prices in the local marketplace, and then all those other things that you can only find at Target. Okay, so we're dying to know, is Canada just the first step in a wider <laughs> global expansion for Target? You know, you asked me that, you know, what, three weeks into uh, our learning process here for opening our first stores, so I can tell you that we have still a lot to learn. And for us, uh, I wouldn't say that this is part of a, you know, we are going to go gangbusters on, on, you know, dominating the world from a retail perspective. For us, this is about Canada. This is about launching our first international retail expansion. And I can tell you in all honesty, I, I, can't, I can't tell you that we have an inside strategy to go to this country next or that country next or this is when we're going to think about it. For us, it's about what are those opportunities to grow our business and do we want to take advantage of those opportunities. And so uh, I think right now our focus is solely on Canada and I think even in the short and midterm it will be solely based on Canada. But I'll also tell you that um, you know, we will never turn, turn, turn our eye to a great opportunity that might come up regardless of what that opportunity is. But right now our focus is Canada. Well, I have several friends in London who are standing by for further expansion. <laughs> London, England, that is. Uh, Tony, thank you very much. And everyone, please uh, join me in thanking him. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's it. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sloan, and by way of full disclosure, I'm a very proud Target Canada team member. But at this very moment, I stand before you as a vice president of the Canadian Club.
and Tony, Mr. Fisher, <laughs> on behalf of the Canadian Club, we want to thank you for delivering Target Canada's vision with such passion and illumination. Target Canada is promising its guests more, and every good shopper, me included, knows that you can never have enough. Target's arrival in Canada is a welcome breath of fresh air, and after hearing your plans, we've been left in no doubt that communities across Canada stand to benefit from the jobs being created, along with the renowned quality, price, design, and choice in your stores. Furthermore, Target is to be heartily congratulated for its impressive record of so generously giving back to its communities, indeed giving back to its neighbours. Tony, as the team continues to open stores across the country, every community and every neighbour wishes you and your team a warm Canadian welcome. May your sales and long-term success in Canada be always on target. On behalf of us all, we thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jen. And, and Tony, let me uh, echo those remarks. It is a real privilege uh, as part of this organization to meet so, one, so many wonderful Canadians and imported Canadians, so thank you. Um, I would also once again like to express a very sincere thank you to today's event sponsors, uh, TD and First Capital, Capital Realty. Thank you both very, very much. And finally, we have one more little giveaway. Um, courtesy of Dolce Magazine, we are happy to provide all of you today with a complimentary copy of that magazine, which is available as you exit. Um, now, this concludes our television programming, which will be broadcast on Rogers TV in the days to come. We are very grateful to Rogers and to 680 News for their continuing coverage of Canadian Club events. To learn more about the club and our upcoming events, please visit us at canadianclub.org. Thank you all. Have a wonderful day, and this meeting is adjourned.